You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Fantasy Podcast, also known as PFP. Check us out online at packernet.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore PF Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Buss. With me are my co-hosts, Tony Brooks, Justin Young, and Bad Luck Paul. Thank you for tuning in today as we preview the upcoming Battle of the Bays between the Packers and Bucks Sunday afternoon at 3.25 p.m. Central Time Zone on Fox We're going to get into the specifics of that matchup, give you our starts and sits, select our three-game locks, and of course, it's our weekly prize picks pick of the week segment. Also, if we have some time, we're going to go over some league questions uh, about our issues or concerns with our own starts, sits, ads, drops, all that kind of good stuff. And uh, if you ever do want to reach out with your own questions about those kinds of things, you can do so by emailing us at packernetfantasy at gmail.com or messaging us on Twitter or Instagram at, again, underscore PF podcast. All right, fellas, how we doing, Tony? How are you? You're fresh off your, uh, your very lucrative win. Where are you in the world? Are you still in the, uh, is it North Carolina? So, yeah, in our last episode, I was in South Carolina at a conference okay. in Myrtle Beach. Uh, this week, I'm in North Carolina. I am... Uh, choo-choo, baby. Choo-choo. Went by one that. I'm out, out on the deck here recording. Uh, real, real tough week of fantasy football. Uh, from what I remember, it was a pretty decent week of, uh, daily fantasy. I, you know, a little rougher on the edges from the last episode, but, uh, apologize for that, but, uh, all in all doing pretty well. No, no, no. Honestly, that was the best part of the, uh, Tony's always randomly the best part of the podcast. Like for instance, now I can hear crickets in trains and it's very peaceful he's always he's either got like birds yeah last time it was birds chirping <laughs> i don't know what's going on man it's just tony's got a vibe going on there so yeah justin what what's in, what's in your background how's your uh life i uh actually locked myself in my bedroom tonight <laughs> i was supposed to be home alone the the wife was supposed to take the kids to go out and do something and instead they uh they decided to stay home and she invited a friend over with with her kids. So, so you, you have more any, kids now. So if you hear any loud thumping or cars rolling across the upstairs floor, that's why I was supposed to have my room in silence to record this podcast. Nice. Nice. Uh, Paul, how you doing, bud? Well, I mean, since we talked last, I'm terrible. The Vikings showed <coughs> a, a terrible side of themselves. Uh, and so I'm, I'm still, you know, in the hangover part of the week from that to be you know uh, it's it's yeah so I, Just, I, i'm crabby <laughs> real, real quick i want to look ahead um do you think paul are, are the vikings about to lose one to the detroit lions because mm. i have just this weird burning feeling in my belly that something the lions are not a slouch team no more guys they're i feel like that they're going to come play you guys hard I, I have a I have a bad feeling myself. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder, and <laughs> sold, we haven't sold the Lions tickets yet. And I've been contemplating going, but I, I just keep imagining walking out of the stadium after losing to the Lions. Honest, honestly, it's it's just yeah. I, it's keeping me from committing to going this weekend. <laughs> Paul, you're you're a season ticket holder. 
for the Vikings. Exist. It's not yeah, as hard. Well, to I figured that. But that <laughs> I mean, that's pretty awesome. You you can't even get on. You can. If I signed up to be season ticket holder for the Packers right now, I might get it by the time I retire. Yeah, right. that's we we got them towards the end of the Metrodome time so that we could uh, get them easily. But I mean, it's still, it's I think I think you can get them easily as Vikings uh, to anyways. So uh, I don't know. I it's, think that it, I would yeah, buy it's, them. It's I want to buy season tickets and just like rent like a mannequin and just put it up <laughs> in Packers gear with like a sign that just says like I don't know screw skull or some stupid thing like that but all right let's move it might, into, be, uh, it might be worth it for you to actually to buy the tickets and just sell them uh except for the packers game you get one one game every that, year and be able to sell the rest of them that's probably true all right anyways let's move on to the packers game uh so let's let's get right into it i'm going to do a quick overview and just um touch on a few things that we should maybe be aware of it's again sunday kickoff 325 i believe it's fox's game of the week if i'm not mistaken we're going to look at the pick center from espn right now the last time i checked the money line was at the packers plus 100 and the spread was at the packers plus one the over under was set at 42 and then the matchup predictor between espn has for whatever reason people are thinking the bucks are going to take it 57.6 percent 41.9 for the packers 0.5% of people somehow think it's going to be a tie. When you look at the season leaders for both teams, it's a little bit underwhelming. And it's weird because we're just very, very similar. Uh, Rogers has got about like 429 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. Brady, 402, two touchdowns, a pick. Jones, 20 carries, 181 yards and a touchdown. Fournette has 45 carries and only 192 yards. And then you got Sammy Watkins, 111 yards and Evans with 132. So, I mean, like there's, there's a very, uh, I would have expected Tampa Bay at this point to be running away with it, but they've shown that they're there. There's a chink in their armor. I mean, they're not the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of last year or even the year before. And there are a lot of injuries, not to mention the Mike Evans suspension, which um, the appeal was denied. What do you guys, any thoughts on that right away? If that, I mean, it, that seems like a big, big deal of just that alone, not having Mike Evans. Yeah, that's huge, man. And just looking at those season leaders that you were just talking about, everyone kind of looks at the Bucs as this dominating team, but you look at those stats and and really our guys are looking a lot better. Well, not, maybe not a lot, but... Well, considering but how I, bad I, we did in week one, I think that that's a big right. problem. Right. Yeah, and, and everyone's everyone's talking down on the Packers right now, and and yeah, I don't know. The, actually, I didn't look at those season leaders until you just went through them, and I'm looking at them on the notes. Mm-hmm. It's looking pretty good. Tony, any thoughts? Paul, any thoughts? Yeah, uh, the Mike Evans thing is huge because their receiver core is so banged up. They're signing Cole Beasley off the street. That's right. Like every single receiver they have is, you know, questionable. Uh, and that's probably just gamesmanship to see who's going to play. But Well, we real quick, player, I but. will let you know just – I don't want to interrupt you, Tony, but they – out of nowhere – so Chris Godwin, we knew about Julio Jones, we knew about, but then Russell Gage, a little bit questionable now. And now Brashad Perriman's questionable, Fournette's questionable. That's as of again today at around six thirty, our last best. But then all of a sudden the Packers, Sammy yeah. Watkins, Alan Zard, Christian Watson, Randall Cobb, Mason Crosby. Now, basically, wrong. Basically, that's, we had Romeo Dobbs practicing, and that was about it. We got yeah, Dobbs and Lazard. No, no, not even that. Uh, nope. That's it. Are we getting Torre off the practice squad? I mean, that's really weird to just well, think that we could be there. So, so Cobb apparently is an illness. So let's hope Cobb's that that's not like some sort of like COVID. I believe thing Watson or and Watkins are both hamstring issues, and then Lazard has that reaggravated ankle injury. So it's just it's not a great sign seeing that they didn't 
practice. And if they did, it was very limited this, this Thursday. So we'll see, we'll know more tomorrow. Again, this is going to air Saturday. So definitely want to check in guys and make sure that this information, uh, you know, get the updates on that information, especially if you're going to be trying to start any of those guys uh, for your fantasy teams. And then uh, we'll go ahead and real quick. It was interesting to me to see that the fact that the PFF rankings, they have overall, Green Bay Packers ranked as the fourth overall team. The, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is the second. And then they have Rodgers and Brady both ranked as the first tied for first power ranking for quarterbacks, which is kind of cool. And then, again, highlighting the Tampa Bay injuries, they have a, a few that are listed, like I said, the wide receivers there. But then they also have some guys that are still battling from prior designations. Everybody from Carlton Davis, Kate Otten, Robert Hansey. We talked about the receivers, uh, Fournette, Godwin. We had... Akeem Hicks is ruled officially out already, the D-tackle. That's a massive, massive deal. And then when you look at some of the PFF grades that they've done up to this point, our defense is looking pretty good stacked up against that offense of theirs. Again, everybody thinks the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that they're going to come out and just be you know, dominating, but it really hasn't been the case. And that offensive line is really, really banged up to the point where I think we could take a lot of advantage of that. We're going to go into our thoughts and key Packers victories. I'm sick of talking. So, t- so for this matchup with the Bucs, I'm, I'm looking for the Packers to clean up some of the mistakes that they had from the last game. Um, they really need to take care of the ball because those fumbles are ridiculous against a really bad Chicago roster. Um, I'd like to see if the line can, the offensive line can step it up against probably the best defense that they've seen so far. Obviously they're dealing with some injuries, but, but, would, they're definitely not worse than the Chicago Bears defense, and I, and I really think they probably are a little bit better than Minnesota's defense. So I think this is going to be their the offense the offense's toughest test, especially at the line where we've obviously struggled. Um, like you just touched on, there's a lot of receivers on the injury report. So out of all of our receivers, who is going to play? I my assumption is that most of them that are on that injury report probably are going to play, but. Yeah with Lazard already missing the first game, who knows if he re-aggravated that ankle or what's going on or how sick Randall Cobb is with this illness, if he's going to play. Um, so ho- hopefully we can get those guys back. Obviously we're going to have a, a much bigger advantage if they're missing, you know, if they're, if they're missing, obviously Mike Evans is out for sure. Do you, do you think Godwin and Julio I, will play or. I listened to a podcast. I can't even honestly remember which one. It had Scheffner on there, and he said that it was leaning. I know for a fact that both Godwin and Julio did not practice today. And I'm fairly certain that even, like, Russell Gage was limited, and Beasley's not, like, up to speed yet. You know what I mean? So even if they do right, sign they him, just got him. he doesn't know the, the playbook. And Rashad Perriman, again, very, very fast guy, very quick guy. But if he's banged up in any way, you know, I don't see that being a great outcome. And then real quick, I'll just say that that Christian Watson injury and the Watkins injury are a little more worrisome for me because they're just, it just randomly says like hamstring. Yeah. And I, I even thought though, the same. Yeah. Cause those are no, nobody knows what exactly that means. And hamstrings can mean it's just a week. It's just one little pull, or it can be a six to eight week thing. I don't know. Right. And that's, what's the biggest thing for me. And then that Crosby randomly shows up again. It's like, man, I'd really hate this to come down to a last second field goal. And Crosby has a hammy injury or something going on and he pulls that. So uh, Paul, do you want to finish up with anything about um, some, some, I know you don't care because necessarily. No, I, is, I do. Well, I do care actually. Uh, these are your two biggest rivals it is, yeah. in the NFC. Yeah. 
And anime is the old saying, my favorite team is the Vikings and whoever's playing the Packers, you know, uh, one of the, one of those types of things. So I always, I always watch the Packers games, but I think the Bucks and the Packers, both offensive lines are pretty like are so banged up. You kind of touched on it already, especially the interior of the Bucks line and Kenny Clark might have a field day. Uh, but the, the thing is, is how often are you going to have two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time playing, playing against each other? And it's expecting a defensive battle and neither of them have a receiver to speak of basically right wow. now. So. Speaking, of, speaking of Kenny Clark, you just brought him up, Paul. He has had a couple seasons lately where he hasn't really been as great as, as we expected. And have you guys seen what his pressure percentage is right now? Dude, Apparently he has a higher pressure percentage God than love. Aaron. He has a, Higher pressure percentage than Aaron Donald. Yes. Yes. And his PFF pass rush ranking has been, I think, mid, like, 90s for both both games or high 80s, if not 90s. And that's whatever. They they talked about how Kenny slimmed down in the offseason. There was talk about he might be not just doing, you know, a 0, 1, 2, 3 technique. He might be doing more like a 4, 5, 6 technique even. Yep. And, that would be <clears throat> I want to see that. I'd like to see Slayton on like that zero or one or two technique and then maybe throw <sighs> Kenny a little bit offset more, you know, like try to get your five best maulers out there and really see what we can do. And plus the fact that Quay, like I I'm just excited, man. I want to see we had one really bad game, one really rebound game. And so now we got to find, I think, a, a happy medium there and try to figure out what's going on. Um, so I just I'm excited. Tony, do you have any thoughts on the uh, the keys to victory here for the Packers Bucks game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be competitive and tight. I think it'll go over. I think the spread's set way too low. You do? I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, even with all the injuries and and the weirdness between both teams this season, I just think they'll they'll get over. It's a super low total. I think we need to wear out that defense early. I think we got to get creative with some of those uh, cheeky run plays that Lafleur likes to call. Uh, get both guys involved early, little screenplays, stuff like that, and uh, keep it close. And I think that if we're, uh, I think if we're a thin, uh, a touchdown or less, you know, in the third, fourth quarter, I think we'll be all right. Pull it out. Awesome. Yeah. And real quick, that was kind of what I, like I said, I got sick of talking, but what I, um, I, I just think we need to feature Aaron Jones again. And then we feature Aaron Jones to a point where they know that we're going to do it. So then we have a plan A and a plan B. So Aaron Jones is kind of the decoy, the sugar, as Clayton likes to say. And then we use a lot of the jet sweep motion. We use Christian Watson. Hopefully he's available to – I want to see him almost two out of three plays where that jets motion is coming around because then that the edges have to stay honest. The linebackers have to really stop and assess what's happening, use a lot of play action. And if they are, for whatever reason, able to stop Jones – then we start pounding Dylan and I, I just, we do not get away from the run. Even if we go down by a touchdown, we go down by two because as the statistics have shown and has Ryan has shown and Clayton, we did the math. Any time that the Packers have ran the ball over 32 carries or 33, whatever it is since like 1987, we're like, like 30, you know, so I just, we gotta, we gotta just keep with the run and, and stick with it. So I would like to push back on you a little bit there. If, oh. you're, getting that, if you're getting that many Uh-oh. running attempts, you're usually going to be winning, right? I mean, that's where. So that be. was. Uh, you must not have listened to that podcast, Paul. Uh-oh. Oh, that Busted. was a. Uh, uh, if if this were like a MythBusters situation, I'd be that weird 
redhead guy with the weird mustache and the hat being like, it's busted. <laughs> I don't know. He's that's the weird the redhead guy. What are you talking <laughs> about? That's actually true. <laughs> Never mind, Paul. That's you. If you're so, if you're looking in the mirror, Paul, put a funny hat on, and then <laughs> he would basically say that's busted. It, it 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 does account for a good portion of it, but um, it's not as as large as you would think, basically, and it's, okay, it it shows me. that. You got to do one thing every episode that we do now where you do like a weird voice. The last one, when we, when we were talking about our fantasy league and you did the get out of the league, bro, that cracked me <laughs> up. <laughs> and now you just did another one. <laughs> I don't even remember what the voice was, man. Oh boy. Well, um, so anyways, Paul, do some, Paul, though, I will say this guy has been listening since he's been a part of the Packernet podcast. You you had to be listening to at least two or three podcasts a day, Paul, because you text me with stuff <laughs> that it was just released that day. Like, I appreciate you. You're doing your work, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm trying to be part of the squad, you know? I mean, I don't want to just be like the out, the complete outsider, although I know I'm never going to be completely embraced. Honestly, I, you already have my respect because I could never listen. I can't listen to a Paul Allen ref, uh, announce, a, uh, announce a game for more than a quarter because the guy is just like, I, I, I let alone listen to a Vikings podcast all the way through and take it seriously. It's, oh man, I, I enjoy me some Wayne Larrabee. I, I legitimately enjoy him, uh, his broadcasting on the radio. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. You can't argue Paul, Paul Allen, Calvin Cook rushes ahead for a loss of one yard. Like, what is that? Like, that's his whole spiel. It's just weird. He's a, he likes to yell boom a lot also. Boom! <laughs> And then nothing happens. Anyways, let's move on to our prize picks pick of the week. This is basically, again, just an over-under on the favorite Packers players. We're specifically going to focus on Packers players for this. We might sometimes um, dabble in some other matchups, but we're just going to read the stat line of what we uh, what prize picks has set, and then we just simply explain whether or not we're going to go over or under. You can Five times your bet. And I actually just found this out uh, after we recorded last week's episode. If you wait, so this again is being recorded on Thursday. So you're going to hear this on Saturday. So this isn't helping you this week. But next week, if you do decide to put your bets down on Friday, they have a 15 times bet option on Friday. So you again, you have to do five out of five. They give you, I believe, a four out of five, um, which you can get like 10 times your bet back. And then it's like a 0.5. Such an Anyways. awesome app. I'm just waiting for him to accept me. It's, Come on, let, let me in, prize picks. Prize let picks. me Can in. You just let Justin in. He he just lives on the border. He doesn't. He's not a. What what is it? Iowa that I don't let you. I don't know. Well, that's the thing though is that Illinois and Iowa both allow it, but I don't know if it's having some sort of issue with my location. Even though I'm connected to Wi-Fi, it's it's denying my identity and it won't let me in. And I'm really sad about it. You got to get better so with cool. me. I. D- I didn't bring it up on Monday's show, but uh, because we were talking about Tony's big win, but I did go since they are a sponsor here. I did go five for five last week uh, on a twenty dollar one uh, on Prize Picks, so I was pretty excited about that. But I mean, so what? So what? What did you win? Two hundred bucks. That's not bad. Oh, right? you you placed. Nice. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I went five for five on my on my over uh, over under picks. Well, that would have been really great uh, for the for the podcast, Paul, if you had that information ready to go. Oh, that who was been... on my squad? That's what you're saying. No, I, I don't have that ready either. <laughs> no, man, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, but <laughs> not just unlucky. He's not prepared. 
no, hey. the, that's the thing is he didn't expect to win, so he like was shocked as we are. He was like, "Oh my god, I Cor- won!" Correct. Was, Greg Dorsch was was on there though. I'll, Greg Dorsch. <laughs> so I will real quick, and then we'll move on because I know this is getting off the rails. Uh, Greg Dorch was the guy that catapulted Tony into his amazing win, and he he verbally agreed that he would buy a Greg Dorch jersey and wear it on a live stream when we have to take over, not have to, when we get to, when we're privileged privileged to take over the post-game show. I think it's two times this year when Clayton can't do it. So me, Tony, and the rest of the uh, PFP podcast crew of time permitting and everything else with your schedules, we're going to take over that uh, post-cast stream. So he's uh, post-game stream. He's supposed to wear that, that jersey. So Tony, you have at least a couple weeks and we'll make sure we check up with that. So let's get into the prize picks segments uh, real quick, guys. Let's just blow through these Aaron Rodgers passing yards set at 235 and a half yards to me playing Tampa Bay on the road. Even though I said that we want to force the run and stick with the run. <clears throat> I Tampa Bay has got a great defense. Don't get me wrong. I still have to, I'm going over just slightly, slightly over. Tony, what do you think? What was the number? I'm sorry. 235 and a half. I'm going to go over. Yeah. Okay. Justin? Goes over, I think the passing goes over for both for both guys. Okay. Uh, generally, I when I pick these things, I do take the homer pick, and, and I would normally go with the over with you guys. But I think I would – sadly, I think I'd feel more comfortable about the under on this one just because of yeah. the first two games. I, I think he I think last game he barely went over that against the Chicago defense, which, in my opinion, is a lot worse of a defense. Yeah. Um, and I think that they realize that they got to run the ball a lot. Um, I don't know over if they do a lot of screen passing and stuff like that. But it, I think it's it's set at a pretty good line. It's going to be barely over, barely under, in my opinion. Right. And just keep in mind, guys, Tampa Bay third ranked overall defense for PFF right now. They're ranked second in tackling tackling and first in coverage grade, 12th ranked in rush defense. So that is where I'm thinking we might have a little bit of glimmer of hope. Paul, do you have any um, over under on the 235 and a half on Rogers pass yards? I'll go over on that. I think the Bucks know the Packers strength and they're going to try to load up and make them. Beat them See, that's what I'm thinking is that because they're we're flexing so hard on the run that they're going to sell out on that. And hopefully Rogers can pick them apart over the yeah, top. And I mean, I think someone might have mentioned already a lot of jet sweeps, or maybe it's coming up. They're mentioning a lot yep, of jet that's sweeps. Me. I think that they me. might they might use that. Uh, yeah. and, and those are some cheap little passing yards, you know. So. Dude, there I I forgot that those are. <laughs> I I know Tony can make that pass. I know Paul can make that pass. That <laughs> three hundred yard passes. If that's you saying you Justin can't make that pass? Is that what? I feel a little left out on that one. He, I thought that he was so athletically gifted that I didn't need to lump him in the same <laughs> category as you two. I'm so. not. I'm not. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Rogers rushing for five and a half yards. That, to me, easy over. I, I take that all day of the week. To me, that's uh, – prize picks does this. They dangle out, like, two-yard rushes for, like, Stafford. They'll dangle out a .5 for Tom Brady because they know it's that weird. But for Rogers, five and a half, just – bags over because he likes to get cocky especially if you hit him he he likes to run you guys got any real quick just over unders on that over justin over yep 
I think it's yeah. over too. I think I think with uh, more points, like I'm assuming, um, <clears throat> also a lot of pressure, right? They're going to bring a lot of pressure on him because they know that's how you rattle him. Yeah, he's going to be scrambling around, and he'll get a couple of you know two or three different spots where he gets a couple of yards each time. Agreed. Yeah, Paul. Uh, I say I say under on that. Ooh, just just seems like he you heard it here, like folks. Uh, it's a lock. It's a lock. in front of you now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one, uh, we'll, we'll kind of combine this and hit two birds with one stone. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, they're both set at 50.5 yards rushing, which is basically they're saying Green Bay's going to run for 100 yards and that's it. So oh, so for this one, you just got to hand Aaron Jones the ball like five times then, right? Well, and a half. apparently as of late, <laughs> I mean, that guy is – f- I, I know there was a long time, remember when – I don't remember exactly who the back was that uh, – was inept, but there was the, the play Aaron Jones kind of, uh, you know, chant that went out through fantasy football leagues. And now it's almost that again, where it's like, just give him the ball, man, just let him run with it. But I, to me, this is a really tough one. I would go Aaron Jones over AJ Dillon under, just because we saw the formula last week. We, we like Aaron on first and second down. If it's third and short, we put our freaking sludge hammer in there and let the, as what Paul, would you call him? Thunder thighs? Yeah, thunder thighs. Yep. But thunder thighs just jiggle his way through there and just start <laughs> bouncing people all around. What do you guys think? I'll start with Tony. Uh, I hate I hate Paul's nickname, garbage. <clears throat> just like his last pick on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm gonna go over. You're going over for both? Yep. Wow. All right. All right. All right. All right. Justin. Yeah, that, it's tricky because I feel like it's. This this year it's been kind of all Aaron Jones with with his rush yards, but usually in the past or last year, you know, it's one guy has a good game and then the other guy has a good game and then the other one has a good game and then the other one has. A I good was gonna game. say we have to start thinking about regression, right? So right, and like I said, I don't know. Obviously, it was a joke. Hand hand the hand Aaron Jones the ball ooh, five ooh, times. Nick Chubb. Ooh, sorry, Nick Chubb is <laughs> Chubb eleven right now. As soon as we get done with this, I can't wait to turn the game on. Oh, sorry, buddy. I forgot. So jealous. You can't watch. (laughs) No, remember, I'm hiding in my basement so we can record. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So let's real quick go. um, This is a little different. Aaron Jones, 28 and a half yards receiving over under. To me, again, that's an easy over for me. Um, I just, yeah, that's that's one I don't even think about. Tony, what do you think? Again, I think with the way our receiving core is all banged up and them going to bring all this pressure, right? we are going to do a lot of dink and dunk to both running backs. I think Tunyon has a good game, and I think all these are going over because they're set so low because the total of the game is set low. I think 50-plus points, and I think all of our short yardage guys have a good game because Rodgers is going to have to get the ball out quick. Justin, thoughts? Yeah, I'm kind of right there with him. I think that uh, the over is pretty easy on that one. I think think they're going to bring a lot of pressure. I think we're going to set up a lot of screens, get Aaron Jones out in the open field. I think that 28 is not really a lot for him to reach. All right, Paul. He gets that. He's going to get that in one catch, uh, stumbling and bumbling his way down. The Chris Berman doing the stumbling, bumbling thing is really made for Aaron Jones. That's like his style. (laughs) Mari Cooper just scored. There you go. Guys alive. There we go. All right, I'm going to skip a couple of these, and honestly, just because that's pretty self-explanatory. We, we we know what's going on. Packers defense. This was interesting to me, man. They got them set at five and a half points against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. I don't know. Um, to me, <sighs> I think I got to go 
slightly under. I think this might be like a field goal type win. So that to me just – I don't know. I'm scared of Tampa. I'm going to be honest. I'm scared of the Tom Brady curse. The guy sold his soul. It's it's owned by the devil. Giselle apparently is like, oh, that's – whatever contract she had is void now. So um, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> sorry, that was mean. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that, Tom. You've just been so good for so long. I can't help but hate you. And you I hate Tom Brady, and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> Ask right. anyone that I'm friends with. I talk a lot of football. They all they all make jokes yeah. all the time because I hate Tom Brady so much. Tom Brady. Um, let's go, uh, Tony. What do you think? Packers defense, five and a half, over, under. I want to say over because I think we win the game and maybe have a couple of sacks, maybe a turnover or two. Yeah. But I think it's going to be really close to that because I do think the point total goes over right. uh, for both teams. So I think it's going to be really close. I think we'll be in that five to seven range. So I guess I guess I'll say over, but I think it's going to be very very close to that. Uh, where are we at? Are we Justin or Paul? What are you guys thinking? Over. Okay. Yeah. Tom Brady sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, just That's playing. definitely where the don't, game is don't, going. For this don't take that- don't take my answer serious on that one. I don't. <laughs> Paul, I think Tom Brady keeps. Throwing fits on the sideline, temper tantrums, throws an interception. Maybe we get a sack or two. Like I said, I think Kenny Clark comes up the middle a couple of times. Oh, yeah. uh, and they they end up going over the five and a half. So can we just like – we all have seen the headlines and all the, the ESPN. Oh, Rogers is such a drama queen. Tom Brady can literally like light a fire on the sidelines and – you know what I mean? Like just do ungodly things. Chuck the the – the tablet he can punch people hit babies kick puppies it doesn't matter and they're like oh tom ah tom that's just yeah. tom <laughs> yet another reason why i hate tom brady so and then rogers like looks at a guy going like he went that way and he went that way and they're like oh hitler that's hitler right there like they're just <laughs> they hate him so much it's just a little bit entertaining oh here what we're gonna do guys we're gonna uh, take a little quick commercial break pay some bills right quick and uh, give Tony a minute to gather himself and um, maybe stop all of the uh, like, it just sounds so peaceful where you are, Tony. I'm, I'm really getting sick of hearing that I'm in like, again, a little apartment here with my studio and Tony gets to hear like delightful birds, crickets. It's, it's, it's a soundtrack. I'm not even outside. It's <laughs> that's a lie. That's a lie. It's like one of those sleep machines. Tony's that, that's what it is. Machine. It sounds like Tony's pregamed. Like as soon as we hit, and he just falls asleep instantly. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to be back in just a second here. So bear with us, and we'll be right back. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. And we are back. Thank you for letting us pay some bills. We are going to move on to the starts and sits segment. I'm going to start off. This is going to be a little bit weird. Nobody make fun of me, but I have some numbers to back this up. Jared Goff, Detroit quarterback he's going to be playing the minnesota vikings paul and uh goff is currently ranked the ninth ranked fantasy football 
like what I, who expected that Christian, or I'm sorry, uh, Carson Wentz is in the running. Joe Flacco is in the running. Goff has 43 fantasy points the first two games. And the defense of the Minnesota Vikings is 23rd against fantasy quarterbacks this year. So I'm, um, I'm excited about that. Goff has completed 20 of 34 passing attempts for 256 yards last week for four touchdowns. And the Vikings again, or I'm sorry, the, the lions, I just, they got a spark and people do not like Dan Campbell for whatever reason, but I think that the guy is a heck of a coach. He makes me want to get excited and play for him and the Vikings corners. I do not think they are very good at all. And uh, St. Brown, the guy's a beast. You know what I mean? And this could be a, a shootout. And I think that Jared Goff right now is an absolute steal in the daily fantasy. He's 5,800 bucks. It frees up cap space so that you can get higher end skill players. Another start that I'm going to go to real quick, Christian Kirk, the guy has been balling out as well. He is, I believe, seventh in wide receivers or something like that. So, again, he's a guy <clears throat> at 6,200 for Fantasy League. He's playing against the L.A. Uh, Chargers. So the Chargers are going to put up a lot of points, and I think it's going to be a shootout, and they're going to be playing from behind. So it, it, he's developed some chemistry with that uh, quarterback there with the creepy long hair, the guy that looked like a – you remember the, the girl that was – when he got drafted, that they looked identical, and for some reason everybody was like, that's cool. Like <laughs> – it's just the weirdest <laughs> thing. Anyways, I think they'll be playing from behind. Christian Kirk, he scored twice last week. The guy seems like he's a monster. Now on to my sits. C.D. Lamb, obviously we know what's going on with the quarterback situation. And they're playing the New York Giants, who I am actually a little surprised at how decent they seem to be. I don't want to say they're good yet. Um, the Giants have a decent coverage grade, and they have decent players there. So, Obviously, no Dak Prescott. They got the Cooper Rush. I'm not really excited about that matchup. I think we sit him. Damian Harris for the Patriots going against Baltimore. I I, I don't know, man. To me, that just says that I, I don't like that matchup. 16th run defense. I think that uh, Ramondre, Ravondre, Stevenson, he's going to get a lot of the goal line attempts, the, the steal that away. So I think that they're going to maybe regress that he's going to regress from last week because he did have a decent, a decent week last week. He had 16 fantasy points and I just don't see that happening again. So I'm going to kick it over to Tony. Tony, who are your starts and sits, sir? Uh, my first start of the week is Mike Williams. It's not uh, terribly sneaky, but even though Keenan Allen might come back, he, he might still be a little banged up. And uh, there's some stat that I read that games he plays less than, you know, 25, 30, 40% of the snaps, whatever it might be. Mike Williams puts up like 18 to 20 fantasy points, has a touchdown and a half like every game, tons of targets. Uh, and I think the way Jacksonville's offense has been humming, uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, right? So as so long as Herbert is uh, not too banged up, I think Mike Williams will be a great start. And I like him for the whole year, too. I think he's going to have a big year. My second start is uh, Travis Etienne on the other side of that game. He's been uh, he's been okay, uh, but again they're easing him in, and I think that this game goes over. I think the score, uh, I think there's a lot of scoring in the game. Like I said, and I think he'll start to catch more passes as he starts moving into the offense a little more prominently. My last one, Paul's going to get a kick out of this, is Tyler Higby. One Tyler Higby who I tried to trade all off season in an Empire League that I'm in, and then uh, cut, and then <laughs> and then I proceeded to cut him because I traded for Kittle later, so I didn't need him. Uh, my team is so deep, so heavily loaded with talent. That's, that's how it is, you know. Uh, but Higby, he, he's gotten five to seven targets, I think, every single game, four yeah. to five catches. He, he's been really, really consistent. I heard another podcast because I listen to these while I drive around. Um, 
say that he's kind of like what they hoped Allen Robinson would be. So yeah. those are those are my starts. I think Higby has a good game as well. And your sits. All right, for my sits. Ooh, did y'all are y'all what, dude? Whoa! <laughs> what happened? George Pickens just made a, a Odell Beckham type catch right now. I'm not even kidding right now. Like whoa, wow, whoa, wow. That's all I can say. We'll Here comes the media. Should we'll have, have drafted Pickens over Watson. Oh, dude, yep. I'm telling you, that is, yep. You can already see the writing on the wall there. Okay, um, let's let's keep going, Tony. Sorry for my sits. Uh, Mark Andrews. I know he had a great week last what? week. But he's Mr. Consistent. That's bold. It is bold. I know. I know it's a little different. Uh, I just think that they. Uh, I believe they're with the Patriots this week, and I think the Patriots love to take away the best, uh, the best target, the most consistent target. And I think that that's Mark Andrews. That's the safest thing for them. So that is that's the logic stream there. Gibson, uh, you going with my boy Gibson? I'm going with your boy Gibson. Oh no! Oh yeah, JD McKissick is getting more of and more of a role. I think they're going to be playing from behind. Philly's offense is humming. I know you Viking fans, Paul, uh, saw this, and uh, th- he's just not going to get as many touches. So I think less volume. I think Philly's D line is pretty stout. And uh, I think Philly's just going to outmatch them, just like they did to the Vikings ball. <laughs> All right, is Last that one. it, Tone? No, I got Juju <laughs> as a sit as well. Uh, I, I think that the other receivers on the team, they're spreading the ball around, just like Mahomes said. Kelsey's going to get his every week. I think uh, Hilarious. MVS, MVS going to get his. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't think MVS is that cool. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I just think they have so many guys. Uh, and, and I just think Juju is not as talented as everybody thought he was. So he right. he might get his five to eight targets. He's going to have a couple of games where he puts up, you know, 20. Uh, but most of the year, he's going to be that five to 12 point guy who's all right, but he's not great. So, right, 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 right. All right, Justin, let's blow through these. Your start, sir. All right. For my starts uh, this week, I'm going to do a little bit of a, a toot my own horn on my own roster edition because. <laughs> My two starts are going to be two guys that I actually have in, in our league. Yeah, I know. I had to play them last week. but I mean, and they, they, <laughs> they, They've been playing pretty well, and they might be kind of those, what's Tony call them, the, the softballs, or you yeah. throw them up. But So for the first one is going to be <clears throat> Amon Ross St. Brown. Last week he saw 12, ta- 12 targets and caught nine of them for 116 yards and two touchdowns. For the season, he has 17 catches on 24 targets. 24 targets is obviously a lot through two through two games, so obviously they're they're definitely leaning on him. He had 20 fantasy points in week one and 40 fantasy points oh, in week two geez. against you. Yeah, guess <laughs> and I'd like to also point out that last year he caught 17 passes over the two games that he played against the Vikings, who they play this week. And another little tidbit of information to add to that is that only three players in NFL history have ever had eight plus receptions in eight consecutive games. Those three players are Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas, and Amon Ross St. Brown. And this Sunday he could break that record. So we'll see how that goes Uh, for my second start is Stefan Diggs versus Miami. The reason I'm saying that is obviously he's he's been outstanding as always this year, but I also believe this game is going to be a big shootout. They're both high-powered offenses, and they're going to be looking to air it out. Diggs had 26 points in week one and 44 in week two, <laughs> also against you, Jacob. Sorry about okay. that again. All right. 
showing no signs of regression. I'm saying that he's going to probably put up another 30 plus this week. And also with that being said in that same game, I wouldn't shy away from taking either one of the Miami top receivers either. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't believe that both those guys are performing that well. All right. And then uh, you got your sits quick. Uh, so I just had one sit and I'm going to hammer the same one that I hammered sit last that week. guy all the way down. That Darnell Mooney. The dude is supposed to be a number one wide receiver and he is just looking like absolute trash. The bears don't trust fields to throw the ball. The Texans pass defense is extremely underrated. Apparently I actually found this out earlier, looking it up that they have only allowed two passing touchdowns this wow. season and they have held both teams. They've played their top receiver to less than hundred each game with as bad as Mooney's been playing already. Obviously we all know as Packer fans, he got negative four yards in our game. I, I don't see any reason to have him in your starting lineup until he proves otherwise to, for, to give you a reason to start him. Heard that. Well, uh, Mr. Bad Luck Paul, do you got uh, – it looks like you're, you're, you're going for Montgomery to start him, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, how can you not with the Bears being so committed to the run last week when they were behind That is true, team? man. That's weird. Yeah, I think, I think you can go ahead and just put him in and start him. Uh, they're going to they're gonna not pass at all. I mean, what did we had to say? Fields has 25 pass attempts on the year, something like that. He's, I think I heard he's 33rd ranked in, uh, in pass attempts in the NFL this year. There's only 32 teams. So that's, that's uh, one, le- that's what, that's one more than 32, Paul. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's bad. Started right, yeah. here. You got Texans defense, Khalil Herbert. You got, uh, <laughs> over on pass attempts and total points. Oh, uh, shut your mouth. And then, then I think Dalvin might get it going this week. If there is a time that he's going to get it going this season, uh, the Lions have been giving up five point one yards per carry, uh, and I think the Vikings are going to try to lead into him after last week's debacle. So. Uh, I'll start my boy Delvin. Uh, but the, only, the, the other big factor there is I traded Delvin away this week for Josh Allen. So oh, if, good. Oh, you got wait, history, wait, wait. Did you just say you traded Delvin on. Cook away for Josh Allen? Yeah. Straight up? No. Um, wait, no. <laughs> there was like some hesitance there. What does it, that mean, Paul? Well, it was it's it's a it's a QB heavy scoring league and it's a dynasty league. Uh so I I I traded Delvin Young before he got too old on me. Uh threw in Amari Rogers. Sorry, Packer fans. I had him uh on all my teams. Uh, and then play, I got, so. yeah. <laughs> I got Josh Allen back and Chase Edmonds back. Uh uh, it's it's more of a play for the future. I just don't think my team necessarily has it this year. But uh, exchanging the getting old cook for the real young Josh Allen, I I, I pulled the trigger. So, and that is one way to make game. sure that Bills fans don't get to enjoy winning. That all <laughs> just ruined your season, Bills fans. I'm sorry about that. That's true. Oh. And then to- Tony likes my sits this week a lot, uh, particularly Marquise Har- Hollywood Brown. Uh, the, the main reason I'm picking him is because I think Greg Dorsch is the true number one wide receiver there. Uh, and uh, <laughs> not wrong about that. And Jalen Ramsey is going to be locking up Marquise Brown, I think. Uh, although Tony says that Ramsey's not good anymore. So I don't know. Ramsey's well, never been good. Hold on. Just take it. Ramsey has been good, but just look at the first two games of this year. He had Diggs in week one, Drake London in week two. By the way, Marcus Mariota threw Drake London the ball a whole bunch, which is awesome. Uh, and all I'm saying is, Paul, you're you're clearly against the grain here. So maybe you know something that we don't. But 
I know that I know that uh, Marquise Brown is is as good or better than Diggs, uh, and Whoa. Kyler Murray is as good or better than Josh Allen. So that makes sense. Well, he is when he's hurt after you trade for him. <laughs> Broken Fibia. Maybe you'll like my other sit a little bit better. It's Javante Williams playing uh, San Francisco, who has the second uh, biggest rush defense. And I don't know if you guys caught any of the Denver game this last week, but holy moly, uh, you guys are going to get uh, Hackett back, I'd say, by the end of this year if it keeps up the way it's going. You're blaming that on Hackett? Did you not see the fans counting down the play clock and they still had two delay of game penalties after that? Oh, no. Trust me, we're used to that. It's, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can blame oh. Hackett because it still happens to us. Like someone just this. texted me a video of that Pickens catch. Wow, right? That was insane. I mean, it was no him. Odell. He wasn't in the end zone. But. Well, all right, fine, Justin. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to hate on Pickens just because. All right, so let's quick let's let's get our game picks. Let's let's rifle these out. Let's get everybody back uh, back to watching football. Which again, it's Saturday when you're listening. So college football, it still makes sense, guys. I'm I'm with it. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and go 24-17. Packers win in a close game. The defense comes in huge. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the defense sacks Tom Brady five times. My lock of the week is the Chargers that are right now minus seven to beat the Jags. I, again, that's a lock. My lock, my upset pick is for Arizona to beat the LA Rams. I'm gonna take the over on that one as well, Tony. Do you have uh, your picks handy to go? So, Yes, sir, I do. Uh, <clears throat> I think the Packers are going to put out this week and surprise some people. I'm going to go 27-20. Mm. I'm going to take the over as, a, as an even safer bet, uh, but I do like like the Green Bay game. Uh, Eagles, I'm going to keep riding the Eagles and Lions overs all year long. I think both their offenses are humming. Uh, and the last one is the New England over. Uh, Baltimore keeps having high-scoring games. New England kind of got it together last week. The the over-under, I think, is in, like, the low 40s. I got to look at it to be exact. But uh, early in the NFL season, as we've seen, things are absolute madness. Uh, so I think over-unders are, the be- you know, the safest way to go with it. So that, that's kind of why I touched on that. But um, Guys, are the Browns for real? They just scored again. But are, I guess it. I should say – are the Steelers for real, and are the Browns just less for real? I guess it's, so, it's hard. Since I can't turn it on, what I need to know is Kareem Hunt doing anything yet? Kareem Hunt is being involved, yes. Good. But it's not like he's, yeah. Uh, they're leaning heavy on Chubb, but, but of course. expected. Um, Justin, let's get to your pick, sir. All right, for the Packers game, I'm going to say it's going to be pretty close, but like Tony said, I really think that the Packers are going to surprise some people. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers can go out and finally get a win in Tampa Bay. I think that the Packers are probably going to edge the Bucks just by a few points. Give me like 23-21, real close game for my lock pick. I'm going to say the Chiefs over the Colts right now, FanDuel has the spread at five and a half, and I think they cover that. And then for an upset of the week, I'm going to say that the Lions take the Vikings. Sorry, Paul. Wow. Wow. Thanks I think I think that offense is looking good. I, I, uh, I'm scared. I'm on Ra for four myself. touchdowns. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, I, I do agree with you, Justin, though. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Kansas City over Indianapolis. I'm taking the, the points there, minus six and a half. 
Uh, San Francisco over Denver. I kind of touched on that earlier. I think Denver is uh, bad. Uh, and then I think Atlanta is going to win them over, win over uh, the Seahawks. Uh, and I do think the Packers this week edge out. Uh, I kind of agree with you a lot on that, Justin. I was going to say 19-17. So we're kind of in the same ballpark as far as points, we think, too. So, Hey, real quick, Paul, I don't mean to interrupt you, but before this, I just want to let everybody know, Paul and I were talking about doing some single game showdowns on DraftKings, and I quote, "Oh, you're gonna follow me and get on the Kate York train." <laughs> Kate York just makes an extra point, so so here we are with bad luck, Paul. Anyways, Paul, keep going. Sorry, that's all I had, Tony. But I, I saw that too. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, right on cue as always. <laughs> um, all right, guys, that's pretty much it. I'm gonna quick highlight some real quick. Um, updates news and this is again from thursday september 22nd the year of our lord 2022 and again it's just lamar jackson logs a full practice today that is thursday again so finally he is in there with an elbow injury alvin kamara he's still limited to practice guys with a rib injury uh did not practice thursday gabe davis somebody that's very important to my roles into my lineups he's got an ankle injury he was limited in practice today michael pittman jr quad He's got a limited practice as well. We're trying to make sure. I, I, if I had to guess, I'd say Michael Pittman Jr. is a go. Christian McCaffrey shows up on the uh, injury list again. Who would have ever thunk? Ankle limited at practice again. And DeAndre Swift, he has an ankle injury as well. He is practicing on Thursday. So that's just a couple quick updates. Like I said, make sure you stay tuned and obviously check your, uh, your lineups before you set them on Saturday morning into Sunday morning. And then um, if there's anything else you guys want to touch on, let me know right now, guys. Otherwise, I think we are going to get out of here. All good? Yep, I'm good. Just I just go, Pat, go, and F Tom Brady. That's exactly <laughs> right. Nailed it. That's, that, yeah, nailed it, killed it. All right, well, guys, thanks again for hanging out with us here at PFP. It's going to do it for today's podcast. As always, if you have any questions for the show, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at underscore PF podcast or emails at packernetfantasy at gmail.com. For Tony, Justin, and Bad Luck Paul, I am Jacob signing off. And of course, go pack, go.